0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. I hope you liked yesterday's episode, a bit of a longer form show with uh, myself, Lou and Reese having a bit of a yarn about what's going on out there in the markets. And we're going to continue to bring different forms of content, not only to the podcast, but to our Discord community. So if you haven't got yourself access to Discord, there's many ways for you to do so. Very easy to do. It'll be in the description of this podcast, but I know you might be listening to this in the car, so it might not be quite so easy or you know straightforward to get to. Don't touch your phone while you're driving. You can go to any of the social media channels that we have or visit the Trader Cobb website. And if you have any problems, hit the chat box and we'll make sure you get in there. Tell your mates about it too. So in today's show, what we're going to cover, well, of course, we're going to have a look at the market and what's been going on over the last 24 to 48 hours and I also wanted to discuss some things around your plan as a trader, not a trading plan, okay? So there's a differentiation here. A trading plan is when we look at the trading strategies that we use and we build out a business plan around that for us to stick to. What I'm talking about here is probably more probably more likely an investing plan to be honest. Um, what you're going to do needs to be written down before you do it. Otherwise, you're going to let emotion come in possibly again and hinder your progress. So to start things off, uh, I'm going to start off by going well, basically saying that there's a beautiful short out there in the market right now, Matic. Perpetual contract, Matic against the US dollar tether. It's a four hour back to an old level of support around 90 cents, just a bit just a tiny bit lower than 90 cents. The break has gone, the uh, the, the trend is valid and it is a very nice four-hour cradle. For those of you, of course, that know what the cradle strategy is. So yeah, liking the look of that right now. As far as Bitcoin goes, well, so far today, it's it's flat. It's at 16,831. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, it means it'll be sold off. And let me tell you something since uh, what was the, well in December let me actually let me yeah that's here's a good idea. Let me tell you the whole range of December so far given that we are on the eighth day of December from the high to the low Bitcoin has moved 4.2 percent Now that's over eight days. It is a very sideways market. We did see, however, on the 5th of December, it pushed up to a high of 17,423 before closing at 16,958. So it shot, it pushed up, it pulled back. And since then, uh, two days ago, it was up 07 of a percent. Yesterday, down 1.5%. Now, whilst the uptrend is still, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in motion, one second. It's water. Well, the uptrend is still valid. It is, it is still there. We have been going completely sideways for eight days, as I said at the very beginning. So, look, earlier in the week, um, sorry, l- late last week, I should say, Friday, I was kind of hopeful that we would see Bitcoin push higher and continue that uptrend to give us some good cyclicity and better trading conditions for us. We did not get that, and we've gone sideways since as I've looked through the charts various times today, especially this morning when I did my full scan, there are a lot more trends out there that would you know, benefit for us traders to see further downside. What I mean by that is that we have a couple of daily downtrends in motion right now. We also have uh, some nice four-hour trends. A lot of those trends need to reset because we pushed high, then we moved lower. So right now, though, more opportunity is available to the downside than there is to the upside. Folding back on that, another thing that I wanted to bring up is that yesterday for my community members, those in the Discord community, I did a video to revise um, a video that I spoke of on the 19th of October. Now, if you want reference to what that video is, go and find me on TradingView and uh, you can you can watch that video there or you can jump onto Twitter as I posted uh, about that video again today. The question that I had in my community this morning on Live Trading Floors, sorry, not this morning, yesterday morning, was, you know, has anything changed? Do you Are you seeing anything different to what you were seeing on October 19? Now, keep in mind, October 19 was prior to the collapse of FTX and prior to the issues surrounding Genesis and Gemini. So it was its own The market was without those cataclysmic events. Of course, Gemini and Genesis uh, are both still balls that are up in the air that we're not too sure about the outcome of just yet. So, my um, coming back to that, nothing's changed for me. Do I think that Bitcoin will achieve new lows this year? Probably uh, this year. Well, I shouldn't say this year because we haven't got much left of it. But do I think Bitcoin will see new lows in this trend so far? I would suggest that the probability is stacked fairly uh, heavily in the uh, to the side of yes, we will see new lows. Why? Well, the, day, the the weekly trend is still very much down, and it's got pretty good cyclicity. Uh, we've come back to just about test the lows. When we talk about uh, the lows that were set back on the thirteenth of June, that low on Bitcoin was seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy. Uh, we've come up to uh, of this week's candles high is seventeen four two three. So let, let's call it a hundred bucks off, hundred and fifty bucks off. Not much, right? It's retested those lows pretty cleanly and uh, currently there's a small bearish candle there on the weekly. Now, of course, we've still got plenty of time left in our week. It could close bullish, who knows? But the trend is down on the weekly and I I saw uh, in my analysis yesterday the lows from the last two previous bear cycles that was going back I think, 2014 and 2017. We pulled back 84%. So with that being said, yes, I stand by... Fact that I do think we will see new lows in Bitcoin, and I'll come back to this at the back end of this podcast when I talk about planning your entries into markets. So, as I said, Bitcoin's flat sixteen thousand eight hundred and thirty-six dollars today. Ethereum also fairly flat. I mean, it's up 0.07 of a percent, or eighty-eight cents. It's at twelve hundred and thirty-one dollars fifty after selling off yesterday three percent. And this too is another market in a in a weekly. Downtrend with a bearish candle in that cradle zone. It's down three point seven percent so far this week. It's not really looking all that attractive. The four hour has been trying, I suppose you'd say, to um, to trend, but unfortunately, it was. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, we pushed up to a high of twelve hundred and seventy seven, which took out the last. Lower high, therefore, we are not in a four-hour downtrend at this stage. And if we can see Ethereum start to run a little bit harder to the downside, I'm sure we're going to find some entries there. From Ethereum to Binance, it's flat as well at two hundred eighty-four dollars and twenty-eight cents uh, yesterday, having sold off two point one percent. It broke down through the support level that I was speaking of at two eighty-five eighty-seven or thereabouts, and I am keeping an eye for shorts here on Binance, very slow grinding at two eighty four and 20 cents. It is, however, now, look, it's not a good daily downtrend. Actually, I wouldn't even call it a daily downtrend. The 12 hours got a downtrend, but we need to see momentum come back to the downside to open these trends up. XRP was down yesterday as well, 2%. It's up 0.8 of a percent today at 38.6 cents. It did start to get a trend on the four hour, but then it bounced back again today, it's a dog's breakfast. move on. On the Doge sitting under 10 cents again today, it's at 9.6 cents, up .93 of a percent. Now that re- represented yesterday a move lower of 4.45 percent. Now we don't look very good there on the XRP daily chart. There's not really much interest there from my, account, uh, my standpoint. I'll be leaving that alone. Cardano sold off yesterday, 2.5%. Uh, it's sold off for the last sort of three days, today being the fourth, also down 0.3% at 31 cents. Nothing really to sink our teeth into at this stage, <coughs> excuse me, on Cardano. Although a little bit of support starting to build in. Where is that level actually? Let's draw that in. A little bit of support coming in at around 30.7 cents. That is a level for which I will be keeping a keen eye on Uh, going into the latter stages of the day. Now, from Cardano to Matic, which also sold off yesterday 2.25%. This is the bearish candle, the cradle trade that is available right now. I really like it. It looks fantastic. And uh, given my thesis on Bitcoin potentially sliding to new lows uh, over the coming days, weeks, months, uh, I am very, very Open to having a short position on and Matic may just fulfill that uh, as it is a very nice looking short there. It's at 89 cents right now, down 0.6 of 8% after breaking support yesterday and closing down 2.25%. That being said, at one stage, uh, we had Matic down. What was that down? It was down... Uh, five, nearly 5.5% at one stage. So it did have a little bounce back. That bounce back is what's given me the trading opportunity right now. On the dot, which is pretty much flat on the day, $5.29. It had a pretty solid sell off yesterday, 3.7%. It doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to the rest of the market, it was quite, uh, you know, it closed down one of the highest moves to the downside yesterday. $5.29 and flat on the day, there is a bit of a downtrend starting to move, but it needs to do more than that for me. Solana was down yesterday 5.67%, which represents the largest decline in our top 10, if I'm correct in saying that. It's down a further 0.4% today, sitting at $13.42, not much to speak of. And Shiba Inu was down 2.36% yesterday, currently up 088 of a percent. At 0, zero 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 zero. Who cares what the number is? It's too small to even acknowledge. I don't mind trading it, but I'm buggered if I can actually read how many zeros that is when there's so many together, it is very, very, very difficult. <laughs> so coming back to what I suggested I would talk of at the beginning of this podcast. With the you know, with the very high probability or with the with the potential reality of Bitcoin driving itself to new lows in the coming months. Now, it might not be this year. It might be next year. But with the trend in motion, the downward momentum in play, and the thesis that I put together for that uh, happening being the first section to break the support and the lows of 2022 that it had at that consolidation, uh, we need to really start to think about where are we going to have our orders in? How are we going to enter into the alts or to the market that we wish to hold into our next bull market? whenever that may be. And the fact of the matter is, is we don't know when that will be. Well, one of the things I think would be very, very wise to do would first be to make a list of the markets that you want to invest in. <clears throat> so let's say you've got $10,000 and let's say you're going to carve that into seven different alts, all right? You might, oh, sorry, seven different, seven different cryptos. It would be wise to consider having some of the larger market caps at the top end of your percentage holdings. So, for example, you might look to go 35% in Bitcoin, so 3,500. For Ethereum, you might decide to go, uh, you know, another 15% there. So you've got 35% Bitcoin, 15% Ethereum. Okay, so there's 50% of your portfolio taken care of and the two largest market caps and the two tokens that have been, well, I guess Bitcoin's not really a token, it's just Bitcoin, uh, that have been good performers and are of at the core of the entire market, especially considering the market capitalization. Then you want to carve up the other 50% in, with projects that you like. So let's say you want to have some Matic, for example, Solana, um, Nia, Uh, I don't know, Algo, and and we'll leave it at that, right? We'll just keep it nice and simple. Let's say you want four layer ones because they are all layer ones. With those four layer ones, you now need to break that up for the other 50% of the portfolio. So in this case, you would be going 12.5% for each of those four to represent an even-sized position. Now, you may not want to have an even-sized position across those four. For example, you might have more conviction with, say, Matic than you would with Near Protocol. That's absolutely fine, but you need to make a list of the tokens or the, or the cryptos, layer ones, whatever you want to call them, that you would like to hold. Once you have that list, you can start to look at different, uh, you know, divvying up that capital uh, across those different projects that you have. Now, of course, this is an example. I am not suggesting to you that this is the way you should do it. This is not financial advice. I'm not suggesting that that's the portfolio I'm building. I'm literally just giving you a bit of an understanding and an example of how, to, how you might want to consider setting up a portfolio. The whole point of this is not to tell you about a portfolio. It's about telling you about the, the importance of planning for what you're going to do. Once you've got your tokens that you would like to invest in for the next bull market, that's the first step. The second step, of course, is then divvying up the percentage sizes that you would like to have um, for each of those projects. From that point, then you need to bring in your expertise around reading charts, and that's where we come in. So, you know, knowing at what prices that you would like to buy. Now, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a tiered system because if you're breaking up $10,000 across what did I say, six different tokens, six different investments, then, you know, you you might have a plan to say, okay, well, if Bitcoin gets to 12,000, that's when I'll buy Bitcoin. Okay, that's a pretty straightforward plan until it doesn't get to 12,000. Then what are you going to do? So you need to have a bit of a plan that might adjust. It might change. You might need to update that on maybe a monthly basis or a weekly basis, depending on how much time you spend reading charts and how much expertise and knowledge you have around reading those charts. So to look at the market, as I have done with Bitcoin, I think that what did I say my orders were going to be? I haven't raised any orders just yet, by the way. I'm, I'm still keeping things off centralized exchanges for the most part. Like the majority of my stables are still locked away in my wallet or locked away somewhere safe anyway. Um, and essentially what I'm looking to do is to bring them in as we get closer to those prices. Now it might mean that I you know, don't get my low ball orders filled because of the spikes that we may see in the market that I might not be able to get there quick enough, but that's okay. Cause I'm managing my risk uh, absolutely at the moment until a lot of this uh, dust settles around Genesis and uh, Gemini, FTX, la da all of that sort of stuff. Having a plan in place is absolutely critical. Think about, okay, if we do get down to these levels, where would I buy? Maybe stagger some orders, buy a bit here and then a little bit lower and then a little bit lower again and see if you can't dollar cost average by using support and resistance potentially as a tool for doing so. The other thing is, what if we don't get down to there? Well, under what circumstances would you start the dollar cost average or would you pull the trigger? I'm more than happy to be buying a market at a higher price if there's conviction with that buy. I don't mind buying on the fall, not at all. I do, um, I do like to do that, but I also like to be making a conviction buy. I think it will be difficult at the moment to see a conviction buy given that there's so much uncertainty out there. So a limit order option seems like the more wise one on this very day I speak to you. So I hope that is beneficial to you. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you took some notes down because that's a very simple way of breaking things down and planning your future, planning your next big profits. And as we get back into that stage, then we can talk about how we take profits. Because I've been saying it for a long time. I did it in this bull market. I know a lot of people didn't take it and they didn't take their profits. Well, don't miss out next time. Join our Discord group. Get yourself involved. Start to tap in, ask questions, be inside of that community. It's absolutely free and so is the Become a Trader course. So go and fill your boots. Have yourself a bloody good day and I'm going fishing tonight. Thanks for your time, ladies and gentlemen. I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.